Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to the Late Breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to look out for new episodes every Thursday and Grand Prix Sundays. Hello and a very warm welcome. This is the Late Breaking Formula One podcast. I'm joined today by Harry Eid and Samuel Sage. How are you guys doing? I love that he says that, like it could be different people every week. Well, sometimes it's, it's one of you. Else. I mean, it's it's always the three of us, and that's why this is very busy, but LB for the three. Yes. Um, not a race weekend coming up, I'm afraid. So, um, yeah, we're going to fill some fill some time with some juicy topics. We're going to be talking about the McLaren guys. Carlos Sainz, Lando Norris secured P4 in the Constructors' Championship, but we're going to be looking at them individually and whether either of them, or maybe both of them, have World Championship potential in the future. Valtteri Bottas, has 2019 been his best season so far? But first, we're going to be talking about Mercedes, because whilst they have wrapped up both championships in 2019, of course, we're looking ahead to 2020. Six consecutive drivers championships, six consecutive constructors championships, Red Bull and Ferrari, obviously their main challengers. Harry, I'll pose the question to you. Which of those two do you think are in a better position to take Mercedes down in 2020? Sam just pointed at himself. I am the one to take down Mercedes. Yeah, sorry, it was a trick question. The answer is Sam. Um, <laughs> well, you'd have to get, base it on the fact that Ferrari have had a few years at it now and they've not managed to topple Mercedes. And their momentum does seem to be swinging towards Red Bull and Verstappen and that Honda package because um, that engine's now working well. Even within just a year of it being in the Red Bull, it's working well. Um, so 2020, I think I would be worried if if i was mercedes i'd be worried about the verstappen factor um because a bit of consistency in terms of the pace of the car and he's he's going to be a deadly deadly force to be reckoned with so um yeah i don't i'm not saying ferrari won't be in it but i think realistically we know how strong red bull can be as a team they've just not had necessarily the uh horsepower to to unleash their goodness so um <laughs> over the past few years so um yeah if that's on the way then i would be i would be worried if i was mercedes because red bull are a force to be reckoned with sam which of the two do you think are in a better position to to beat the champs well i was going to say that the majority of people would say ferrari especially after their absolute immense run after the summer break of course Charles Leclerc picking up his first wings uh many pole positions coming their way Charles Leclerc gets the most poles of the season i don't think can be beaten now by anyone uh, which is incredibly impressive, and Harry was right in saying that Ferrari have had many years on the go at trying to beat Mercedes, but that's not really how sport works. It can almost be flipped on its head at any given moment. Um, I am going to completely agree with Harry in that I think if Honda can provide just a slightly better engine than what they've got now, not leaps and bounds ahead, you know, 5% improvement, 10% improvement, I genuinely think that that combined with their incredible chassis, the team is just unstoppable in terms of their work ethic, 
pit stops that any team would die to have. And obviously, the staff and Albon, I think, are a quality duo. If Albon could just step it up a little bit more, and we're talking constructors here, I genuinely think the Red Bull have got the absolute ability to take down Mercedes. And I didn't think I'd be saying this. They always improved massively come the end of the year, but they can never seem to carry that through the winter break. I think this might be the year, the final year of this hybrid era, I think Red Bull are the ones to look out for come next season. I think Verstappen could really, really challenge for his first World Drivers' Championship if consistency and reliability are on his side. Of course, the one thing Mercedes have always had going for them is that car reliability. So rarely do they have a DNA due to the car failing on them. So if Red Bull could deliver that, which they've struggled with in the past, partially due to the Renault engines, but still have struggled, then um, I generally think they could be a serious contender and we can have a mega season next season to cap off well, it's been a pretty crazy hybrid era. Wait, the hybrids aren't going anywhere, are they? Yeah, but this is called the hybrid era. We've got a new era in 2020. Oh, okay. We're still hybrids, though. Yes, but that's crazy nice-looking F1 car era. Okay, I like that's more catchy. Official name, yeah. Um, I think both Ferrari and Red Bull, it's fascinating how they are quite obviously the main challengers to Mercedes, yet their strengths and weaknesses are completely different. You've got Red Bull, who, um, in terms of trusting one team over the other, in terms of strategy, you would definitely trust Red Bull over Ferrari. They have consistently been better strategically um, than Ferrari. Um, it was great to see Hannah Schmitz get the accolade when she went up to the podium um, this weekend because Red Bull continually have such great strategies and really compete with Mercedes in that department aerodynamically you you trust red bull over ferrari um and i think out of the four drivers i think red bull currently have the best of the lot in terms of, i think verstappen is the best of those four um but there are plenty of things going for ferrari as well um i think as a combination their drivers are still slightly better than red bulls um just because i don't think we've seen quite enough from alban um and i think vettel and leclerc are perhaps a better combination than than verstappen and alban uh, in terms of their engine performance, um, Ferrari win in that department. Uh, even reliability, Honda have, have closed the gap quite a lot. I'd still give a very minor edge to Ferrari. So there are plenty of reasons to to go one way or the other. And I'm actually going to disagree with you both. I'm going to say Ferrari is the main threat to Mercedes next year. Um, but the main reason for that is I think Ferrari are going to be more short-term thinking than Red Bull. 2020 might well be the year that Mercedes are most vulnerable if they have all of their sights set on 2021 and this next era of F1. If Mercedes do have too much of an eye on 2021, then maybe they will be vulnerable. And maybe Ferrari, who are desperate for a championship, I would argue more desperate than Red Bull. I think Ferrari might adopt slightly more of a short-term strategy to get that one last championship. Uh, it might not serve them very well later down the line if Mercedes get a head start on them in 2021. But um, yeah, I I think um, I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Ferrari here. I I still think that Mercedes are the team to beat, and unless Mercedes are off the ball, um, we know Mercedes they don't beat themselves. Twenty years ago or so. I, take the 99 championships, for example, Hacken and Irvine and all that. It was just whoever made the least mistakes that won the championship. Now it's a case that Mercedes are so, so good that it's really difficult to beat them unless you are almost perfect throughout the year. Um, so I can only see either winning if Mercedes are too focused on 2021. But I'm going to give the edge to Ferrari here. 
It'll be interesting to see when we do our predictions for the 2021 season, if anyone decides to put someone above Mercedes or both cars above Mercedes, or of course, we all go for Mercedes as it is. Obviously, stay tuned. That video will come out in the coming weeks and months as we build into the unfortunate winter period. Yeah. Renault in third again. (laughs) This is another reminder that Harry predicted that Renault would be third this season. And this is another reminder that five teams have got a podium this year and Renault are not one of them. (laughs) No problem at all, Harry. I'm sure you were thanking me internally. Um, So... If we're predicting Ferrari or Red Bull perhaps challenging Mercedes for the Constructors' Championship in 2020, who do you think is perhaps the best threat for the Drivers' Championship? I'm, I'm presuming the answer is going to be Max Verstappen, but I'll ask the question anyway. Harry, do you think he is their main threat? Yes. <laughs> do you want me to expand on yes? I don't, um, no, that'll do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. In his second year. Um, so he's just he's still building his career up so it would be unfair to expect him I'd, I'd love it if he was a, ch- a championship challenger but I don't see it happening it's particularly um going by the form that Verstappen is in uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be Maxi Verstappen if Red Bull are challengers for the title Sam do you think if Red Bull produce a similar car in terms of ability to Mercedes that Verstappen can be there fighting for the championship or winning it I genuinely think we could see a three, possibly four-way fight for the championship this season. I think you're right. I think Mercedes might take their eye off the ball a little bit and push towards that 2021 season start to try and have another incredibly dominant era. I genuinely think that if Ferrari goes short-term, Red Bull continue on that build. Max Verstappen on his day is unstoppable. I think even Lewis Hamilton has a tough time beating Max Verstappen at the moment. Um, The car seems to have more weakness, as we've always seen, especially when they follow. Um... Hamilton, obviously, one of the most consistent drivers we've ever seen in Formula 1. Obviously, never not won a race, regardless of what season he's in. And Charles Leclerc, who will be in his second season at Ferrari, looking to take real dominance of that Ferrari team. You're right, I think they will have a short-term focus. He is just so good, especially on a Saturday. That gives him a real edge over the likes of Vettel, Albon, who I don't think is just there yet, still a good wingman. And I think Bottas, who we'll come on to in a little bit, who is still improving. I still think Bottas maybe could have the year, the year where he maybe really challenges Hamilton. If all falls together, we get a perfect storm. I think it's going to be so difficult to call. Yes, I think if you're going to pick one standout name due to form at the moment, Verstappen probably takes it. But I don't think Leclerc is too far away. You know, I think he's hot on his heels, especially, as I said, in that Saturday performance. It's just converting that. And he's done that more times than most at the moment in um, the latter part of the season. So Leclerc is a real threat to look out for next season. Hamilton's got to keep his eyes peeled. So I still think he is the favourite to win the championship. But Verstappen and Leclerc are going to be there. I mean, the quality of F1 drivers nowadays is just so strong when you consider... Uh, the, the likes of Bottas might not even be in the top five. M- maybe he is, but it's just so difficult. Um, and even the midfield drivers now, you feel as if 10 years ago, 20 years ago, they would be right at the top of the grid. Um, I think if all things were even, and of course, Formula One doesn't work like that, um, but if all three cars at the top were very similar in terms of ability, I think there are two drivers right now who are better than the rest of the field, and they are Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. Um, I would put Charles Leclerc a close third. Um, and I still think, you know, Vettel is still a very quality driver. Uh, Carlos Sainz has really pushed on this year. But yeah, I, I would say that Verstappen and Hamilton are the two best in Formula One. In which case, Verstappen, if they give him the car, which of course is a huge question in all this, 
uh, because they haven't quite been able to do that so far. I think if Verstappen is given the car to, to win the championship, I think he'll take it all the way with Lewis Hamilton. I don't think Lewis Hamilton will be winning with with four races to go or, or five races to go. I, th I think it would at least go down to the wire, even if he doesn't win it. Very exciting times. I generally think we can have one of the best seasons we've seen maybe since, what, 2011? Um, for, wow. for quite some, 2012, sorry, yeah. 2011 um, was fun. Vettel, Vettel, <laughs> Vettel. Aye, that was exciting for German fans everywhere. Uh, sure. 2012, on the hand, incredibly exciting. I think next year could really be something similar. Really hope you are correct on that prediction, Sam. Um, moving on to Mr. Valtteri Bottas. Um, he secured second place in the Drivers' Championship this year. Most points he's ever had in his career. Um, the question is, 2019, has this been Valtteri Bottas's best season in Formula One? Sam, kick us off on this one. So... You've got to give credit to Bottas. He out-qualified Lewis Hamilton for pole positions this year. I don't think he out-qualified him if you put all the positions across the season. But in terms of grabbing poles, he beat Lewis Hamilton in terms of grabbing poles. In the same car, that is a formidable thing to do. The all-time pole sitter. So that's a check. Big check against Walter's name. Secondly, most points. Check. More wings than he got in the previous season, which was a big fat none. Check. You know, he's stepped up his game. I think he's got a lot more to do. But I think Bottas has walked into this season 2.0, porridging his belly, feeling warm, and uh, given the two middle fingers to Hamilton and the rest of the world, he's gone, yeah, I can prove myself here. Yeah, you know, we've seen the photo of him swearing at the camera being all hard, like he's from Brixton. Um, but, yeah, you know, he's, he's, having a, he's having a good time. I think he's still got a lot to do. But in terms of comparing this other season to the rest of his seasons, do I think it's his best season? No, I don't think it is. I think his best season was the season where he got that incredible result in Williams in Canada. Um, that was such a breakout season for Bottas. He destroyed his teammate, I think it was Massa at the time, drove brilliantly well. He was always so far up the grid. He led that team to dominance. He showed why he was such a young star. And everyone went, Bottas in the Mercedes. It's going to happen. He is the next world champion. And I don't think that's really materialised. It's actually moving up. But that, for me, was such an exciting time. For Bottas, I think this is more a evolution. Well, sorry, more a revolution. Whereas Bottas at the start was like an evolution, came out of nowhere. It was that spark, you know, something new had emerged. So great season for Bottas, but for me, not his absolute pinnacle best season. I'm hoping next year we see something massive. Harry, do you think 2019 has been Bottas's best year? Um, I actually kind of agree with Sam. He's obviously stepped up this year, evidently, and he's had some stellar, stellar performances. To bag some wins, bag some pole position, uh, pole positions along the way, um, but I'm kind of inclined to agree with Sam because I think 2014 is still his best year in that Williams when it was kind of semi-competitive. He put in some really great drives all year in that car, and um, yes, I don't think it quite beats that to be honest. But it, it's it, it's at least his second best season and. It's in terms of <clears throat> sorry, in terms of driving ability, like it's way further than he was driving in twenty fourteen because but because he's had to. Um if he kept it consistent across the whole season, then I'd say yes, it was his best best season ever in Formula One. But um he didn't quite manage that. But um all round, good season for Bottas. He just needs to do it uh, step up again next year. Yeah, and I think his point of emphasis has to be that it's a big improvement on 2018, and it's definitely a step in the right direction for him. Um, one year I'm going to mention, 2016, which is perhaps a bit of 
a weird one because that's actually his least amount of points in Formula One, apart from his first year at Williams, which, I mean, doesn't really count. It was that bad of a car. Um, 2016, of course, by that point, Williams were slipping down the grid. Bottas managed 85 points that season, still beat Massa quite comfortably. I think that one flies under the radar slightly um, just because the car was, that was the second worst car he's ever been in. Beat Massa very comfortably, out-qualified him 17 races to four. It was a, a massive win over Massa that year, uh, perhaps bigger than the previous two years. So I think that one deserves a mention. Um, as to 2014, of course, he, he did really well. To get a podium in every year, he was in that... Uh, sorry, uh, 2014 to 2016, to get a podium in every single one of those three years. Very impressive from him. Um, I'm going to go for either this year or 2017, though, um, in Mercedes. Uh, and there's not much actually separating the two years. He might have slightly more points this year, not much, but his teammate also has a few more points. So it kind of evens it, itself out in that respect. Um, you know, wins almost exactly the same. He's got four this year, had three in 2017. But I actually think this year has been his best year in Formula One just because of the amount of pole positions he's taken. And I think it's the one uh, differentiating factor over 2017 and perhaps over his other seasons as well five pole positions against lewis hamilton's four it's only the second time in lewis hamilton's career that a teammate has scored more pole positions than him although technically it could go to five five in abu dhabi but he won't be beaten but uh, put it that way um that that is a massive achievement especially considering 2017 hamilton had 11 poles and Bottas had four. Like, it was absolutely nowhere near to really narrow that gap. Okay, he hasn't quite translated that into Sundays. Um, but as I said, it's a step in the right direction. Bottas, um, it's all about consistency. It's all about being able to deliver not ev one in every three races, but to deliver in four in every five races or something along those lines. That's what Hamilton does. And if you want to beat Hamilton, that's the consistency you have to produce. It's no good winning a Grand Prix and then going off the boil for a couple of races. Um, maybe that will come next year. I, I do hope so. It would really result in a great championship fight. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to say 2019, just about, is his best year in Formula One. I think that's interesting to note, actually, that you're right. The difference in pole positions there was huge last year. And I think Hamilton, this is where we see the development of Lewis Hamilton, why he is such the champion that he is. His weakest point, I feel, last season were his starts to Grand Prix. And if anything, I feel like his starts this year have been the best we've ever seen. Take Brazil, for example, getting right around the outside of Sebastian Vettel and charging away onto the back of Max Verstappen. Um, Bottas, on the other hand, has kind of gone... Lewis is incredible at qualifying. I need to be better at qualifying. I wonder if now next year we'll see Bottas be much better at starting on the qualifying or on the grid after a good qualifying performance. Maybe that's the complete package. I'd be really interested to know in the comments and both of you guys where you rank him out of the best driver on the grid. Is he top three or four? Or do you think he's below the likes of science at the moment? Go on, go on, Harry. He's in the top six. <laughs> um, I don't know. I need more time to think about that. And okay. List. I, I think, in my opinion, Hamilton, Verstappen, top two, whatever way you want to put those round, I think it's a fair shout for me. Hamilton still gets it. I think Leclerc is still better. I think Bottas is still better. Not Bottas, sorry. Mm, that's who we're talking about. Vettel is still better. I think Sainz is currently still better. And I think Ricardo is still better than Bottas. So I'm, I would say that Bottas is either maybe the sixth or seventh best driver on the grid at the moment. It'd be interesting if anyone agrees with me or thinks I'm completely wacky down in the comments. No, I don't, I don't think it's wacky. I, I, I would 
probably not put signs ahead of him um just because i think it's um it's a one year thing he he was beaten by nika hulkenberg last year um so i i think on this season alone, sure, Signs has been brilliant. In fact, um, we're going to get on Signs in a bit, but I think he could well be driver of the season. Um, but I think I just need a bit more of a sample size, so I'm going to say maybe not Carlos Signs. But I think Daniel Ricciardo's a fair shout. Um, Sebastian Vettel, for all his weaknesses, is still probably just about better. Same with Charles Leclerc. The, the margins are very narrow, but I think he is in and around that sort of fifth place. Has agree, disagree? Um, good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Harry's very tired. That, that it's so difficult to to judge because Bottas. I think I put Ricardo in front of Bottas, but like Sam, um, no, you're Sam. Um, like Ben says, uh, it can't base it on one year for science. It's too difficult. But yeah, here I have top six. He's in the top eight. Narrow that one down. There He's in the top 15. <laughs> <laughs> Just beats out Lance Stroll. Um, so, yeah, that's, that was a very interesting discussion about you, Bottas. Um, I mean, for one, Sam, it was probably more po- positive than negative. So. Hey, OK, look, generally, I, I really <laughs> like Bottas. He's a Bottas great guy. Hector. He's a great guy. I love Finland. I love blue and white on the flag. Why are you and saying that in Finland? Because that's how Monty Python sing it. The land of the Finns. Yeah, anyway, Bottas is a great guy. I just feel like he needs to give a little more when he's got the best car at his disposal. That is all. Fair enough. Um, and the final point, you mentioned Carlos Sainz in that debate. We're going to be looking at Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris here. P4 in the championship is now wrapped up. They've both had very good years. Lando Norris has had a fairly unlucky year. Um, Carlos Sainz, as we've said, has been so good. Definitely a contender for driver of the season. Um, Looking ahead, if they can get the car, do you think that either of them have world championship potential? Um, And if so, which one has a bit more? Sam, who are you going for on this? This is actually a really, really tough debate. I mean, we've only seen one season, we've only seen a full season of Landon Norris, but we've seen his junior career and he's had one of the most successful junior careers of all time. You know, more wins than the likes of Lewis Hamilton in, in his junior career, which is an incredible statistic. Um, he's just turned 20 years old. He's gone through, he's been so mature, so level-headed, but so fun at the same time, which I love. I think you need charisma to be a world champion. I think it gives you a bit of spark a difference on the track. He, as, as you said, Ben, had an incredibly unlucky season. A lot of gone wrong pit stops, engine failures, incidents that weren't his fault. And at the same time, we've seen moments of absolute magic. I mean, you cast your mind all the way back to Bahrain. And that move around the outside of Verstappen going down, I think it was turn four, um, almost off the track, but, you know, so aggressive and yet so measured. To me, that shows he's got the hunger to move up the grid. So I generally think there is world champion potential if given the correct car for Lando Norris. Carlos Sainz, a little bit more experience. We've seen him around for quite a while now, a few teams. I feel like this is the first time he's really, you know, been projected onto the world stage. Great driving to Rosso, not so great in Renault. And now McLaren, he's finally burst onto the scene. Although in television, apparently he doesn't exist. He's like a... <laughs> A phantom. We never actually get to see that man's wonderful face. But if you were to put him in a Mercedes this year, I think he challenges Lewis Hamilton. I think he challenges Max Verstappen. I think he challenges um, Charles Leclerc. He's been phenomenal. That drive back in Brazil, yes, okay, he got a couple of lucky DNF passes, but I think 
14 out of his 17 passes were actual moves in a McLaren. It's not like he's doing that in a Ferrari. And he's displayed that all season long. He is fantastic to watch at the moment. I hope he continues. I hope he continues to build. I hope McLaren become a regular top two, top three team and maybe go on to maybe clinch a world title in the next four to five years. Who knows? I generally think they could both win titles. I think the more likely one right now, Sainz, I think the one to win more titles, Norris. Interesting answer. Harry, who are you going for? Well, we now have the title of this video, which is going to be Carlos Sainz is better than Lewis Hamilton. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam Sage. Um, yep, uh, they both definitely have championship mater- uh, material in them. Norris has shown that in just a year. Sainz, you know, that year at Renault, it really hurt him. And if we think back to a year ago, I think all of us would have said... You know, where McLaren were a year ago, where Sainz's career was going, it seemed a bit of a disaster. Um, but now, a year later, he's just had a, his first podium and McLaren the fourth in the championship. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's been topsy-turvy for Sainz, but it, back in his Toro Rosso days, I'd have said he could have been a future champion because he was right up there with Verstappen. And we look how highly we praise Verstappen, Dutch people in the comments. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so Sainz definitely has changed material. I think that's been clear for a while. And Norris is already showing this year that he, he could be world champion in the future. Whether they could be multiple world champions, I'm not entirely sure. I think I might go the opposite way and say that Sainz has more potential of being the multiple world championship of the, champion at the moment. But it's a really tough question because... Norris has only done a year's worth of F1, so um, it, it's clear they both have the potential. But who would clinch more? I don't think I could. Don't think I can answer that one. Yeah, I, I think it is difficult to say when both drivers are in a car that okay, it's been it's been the best of the midfield this year, but it's still basically another sport compared to the top three. Um, if you look at say Verstappen and Gasly as an example, both do pretty well in Toro Rosso and you can only find out really where their potential lies when they move to the big team at Red Bull. Obviously Max Verstappen moves, wins straight away. And you can obviously tell that this guy's going to win championships in the future. On the other hand, Gasly moves up and it just isn't for him. At least at that time, Gasly was not able to, to respond to the pressure of being in a top team. So signs and Norris aren't quite in the situation yet where we can absolutely definitively say one way or the other. Uh, And of course you say with Lando Norris, we've only seen a season out of him. He had a stellar junior career uh, and that stands him in good stead as does his potential relationship with, with uh, Mercedes, you know, that could well open some doors that isn't the case for Carlos Sainz. That remains to be seen. Um, Norris has impressed this year. I don't think the points tell the entire story. Um, Sainz has been the better driver, I think out of the two this year. Um, but Norris deserves to be closer to Signs than what he is. He's had some horrible, horrible luck, as has Signs, to be fair, which just goes to prove that if McLaren hadn't had such uh, reliability issues and uh, pit stop errors, they'd have uh, secured P4 maybe a few races ago. Um, yeah, I think I have doubt, more doubts about Carlos Signs, uh, which I, I've defended Carlos Signs a lot um, over the last few years. I think he's really talented. But is he world championship material? I just don't think he's quite there. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes on to win a championship. But if you asked me at this moment in time, put money on him winning a championship or not winning a championship, I'm definitely putting money on him not winning a championship. 
the, the loss against Nico Hulkenberg concerns me a little bit. Um, you rightly say he competed quite well with Verstappen at Toro Rosso, but Verstappen did win of, out of the two. And ultimately, those are the drivers that you'll have to beat if you want to win a championship. Um, of course, both of their careers have gone a long way since that point, but um, I, I think the point still remains. Um, um, While well, Signs obviously has the concerns there, Norris, uh, I don't think there is truly enough time uh, that we can accurately say whether he is going to be a world champion. And um, I, I think it's very, I think it's marginal. I really think it's marginal. I'm going to go with Norris. Um, but yeah, I think it's close. I wouldn't be surprised if Carlos Sainz wins a championship, but again, like I say, wouldn't put money on it. Norris needs to see a bit more out of him. Um, maybe after 2020, then we can more accurately say, yeah, this guy's going to win a world championship or probably going to be a midfield driver. Um, confirmed. We've got a new name for the video. Uh, to win a championship, you must first beat Nico Hulkenberg. It's true. It's true. Name a world champion who has not beaten Nico Hulkenberg. <laughs> I challenge you. Fangio. No, um... how Hulkenberg beat Fangio. Sorry, Fangio beat Hulkenberg. Um, there you go, folks. Revol- revolutionary stuff from the late breaking boys. What a team that was. Isn't it? Isn't it so nice to see McLaren do well? It's a very it's... wholesome feeling. I love it. It's wholesome. Even without the podium, which was an epic moment, it's been a great season. I've grown up loving that team. They were the team that I kind of first fell in love with when I was a child. And it is so lovely to see them have just an inch of success again. Yeah. And you just hope that they're going to kick on. You'd you'd hate to see them in Australia next year and they qualify P15 and P18 or something. Oh, no, 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 no. I really hope that isn't the case. It's F1. You can never tell. Um, so I think that's all she wrote. Sam, get us out of here. Well, folks, unfortunately, no race weekend coming up for us. You'll have to just stick with us until the next one. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed what we talked about today. If you have done, please leave a like. Please subscribe. It massively helps us out and we can bring you more silly and fun and interesting content like you have heard here today. In the meantime, I've been Samuel Sage. I've been Ben Hocking. I've been Harry Eid. And remember, a short view back to the past. Sorry, I had to get that in. It's five years since it happened. Keep breaking late. Sports Social Podcast Network.